0: Welcome to It's Fine, the official podcast of Broken Arrow Public Schools Fine Arts Department on the AeroVision Network. My name is Adam J. Foreman, Assistant Director of Fine Arts for BA Schools, and today it's all about fine arts all the time. But more specifically, we're going to talk about band. This episode would not be possible without our generous support of our One Club sponsors, First National Bank of Broken Arrow, TTCU Federal Credit Union, Ascension St. John, Tulsa Bone and & Joint, and the Arrow Group. And today I am joined by two wonderful human beings. Let's start over here across from me, Mr. Darren Davis, Executive Director of Fine Arts. Welcome, Darren.
1: How are we doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm having a great day Be- so far. It's a great
0: day. And to my right here, the Director of Bands, Dr. Kelly Pence. Welcome, Kelly. Hello. Hello. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Always, always. So we're going to just talk about a few things today, but really, before we get into that, and I always like to do this. Let's go over your background and educational journey to where you are today. So we'll start with you, Darren. Let's go all the way back to college and let's get to
1: present day. You ready? Go. So as a graduate of Broken Arrow High School, Woohoo! I went to the University of Oklahoma for a music education degree. I ended up getting my undergraduate degree from Missouri Western State University in St. Joseph, Missouri. It was a Dremel Bugle Corps correlation that got me to that place um, and probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, to set me on a path to have the experiences I had to become a band director at Broken Arrow High School, I started uh, at Broken Arrow Public Schools in 1993. So that makes this is year 30. Wow! We should have a party. We should. We should. And uh, I've been at Broken Arrow for 30 years, um, and came to the high school from North Intermediate in uh, 2003. So I believe this is like my 30th, or my sorry, my 20th year at Broken Arrow High School. Wow! Very cool. And then so you've worked with. Everybody. You've, you've seen, you've done it all. I've seen a broad range in the years that I've been here at Broken Arrow from teaching uh, beginning band all the way through uh, uh, our high school wind ensemble and been a director of the Pride for... 30 years now. And although you are the Executive Director of Fine Arts, you still have a hand in the pride currently, correct? I'm wearing multiple hats for different occasions, and uh, this year I'm still serving as uh, a co-director of bands for the Broken Arrow High School. Very cool. All right, Dr. Pence,
0: take us on your educational journey to today.
2: Well, I received a bachelor's degree in music performance and music education from Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. Went to Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, for my master's in music and earned my doctorate at Northwestern as well.
0: And where have you taught in your career?
2: I have taught at the university level, and then I've been at Broken Arrow since 2008. Taught at North Intermediate, South Intermediate, Oliver Middle School, um, and now at the high school.
0: Very cool. And you are the director of bands now. You're, you're the one. The no one, pressure. The one plus one. Plus one plus one. one plus one. <laughs> So let's obviously let's talk about the pride of broken arrow. Let's talk about grand national championships last year, your band. And please correct me if I'm
1: wrong on anything, highest scores in history at that competition. Is that correct? That's the truth. That's highest the truth score of all time at grand nationals. And we think as far as we know in the bands of America system, goodness, um, I didn't know that until after the event was over. Of course, I think some of our students knew it well before, uh, I found out and, uh, uh, yeah, that's something you get to celebrate, right? Absolutely. And Grand Nationals is held in Indianapolis. Is that correct? Yeah, Bands of America Grand National Championship is the the culmination of a fall season of regional championships and approximately 100 bands from across America uh, will descend on Indianapolis in any given year uh, for the Grand National Championship. And that's held at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indian, downtown Indianapolis where the Colts play. So tell us about that show. It had a theme. It had a whole thing. Tell us a little bit about the whole, the, what made it that grand national championship winning show. Well, it, the first you got to have incredible kids performing at such a high level, which I know we're going to brag on them here in just a moment. But it it begins with a with a concept and a design, and that's created by our artistic director and program coordinator. That's Wes Cartwright is the person who kind of crafts music, sees the vision and becomes the master producer as far as the the big events that are planned for our for our students. Now, this this show was really written for the twenty twenty season, which really was a non competitive. What year. happened then? I have and, no idea. Yeah, we were interrupted <laughs> a little bit. No competitions, <laughs> no everything. Stupid COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> So that gave us an extra year to kind of review and refine uh, in the design process before our kids ever played a note or marched a step of that show. Um, it was very elegant. It was in, designed to be very sophisticated, elegant, pretty, um, and that show title was called The Edge of Eternity. So what goes, how many cogs and wheels are in the making of a show
0: from the get-go? I'm gonna to talk. To, you want to go back to him? Okay, I'll go back to him.
1: Well, <laughs> there's lots of things that are in place. The design process, uh, I coordinate and and work in tandem with Wes Cartwright. Wes, um, it comes up with the source material of the music, which was uh, primarily based on a piece of music by a, a, a not well known composer in the commercial range. Uh, but his name was Arturo Cardellis, and we found a piece of his, it's about nine minutes long that was premiered with him and the, and a string, co- uh, double quartet from the Berlin, um, uh, Philharmonic and, uh, found that piece on YouTube Wes did and said, Hey, we this sounds like it could be the source material for an entire show. And so, uh, coming up with ideas for props, unique, uh, look and costuming, um, the orchestrations musically, the, the visual design of what you see and all the dots where the kids go, the different places on the field, the choreography that's put in, the um, uh, the equipment work and flag work, rifle work that you see. Those are all different elements that have to be designed. And they're just, it's not something you can buy out of a box or go online and buy. Right. Um, we find and collect what we believe are the best designers uh, in, in, the, in the country that work with the broken air band. And then it takes the next step. And that's where Kelly is, is masterful in coordinating our staff to teach that to the kids and to elevate their performance level uh, to match that world-class design that we get from year to year. And so the kids all get
0: all this grand music first before they learn any steps or any choreography. Do they, is the music, I mean, I love this process. This is just so fascinating to me.
1: Well, it, it kind of works in, uh, in tandem with each other, the visual steps, Plus the the music that that's all kind of crafting and, and learning the basics of that at the same time and then it's like you know the the adage of you have to walk and chew gum at the same time you literally you're having to multitask um, to to create the visual design what the kids are asked to do visually. Versus what they're asked to play from memory, not seated down, not with music like it is in a concert hall. So it's really, it taxes the students on their coordination skills uh, to be able to multitask and do lots of things. And musically, which fires all kinds of neurons in the brain. And uh, and then the physical aspect of what, what the kids are asked to do. You know, when I was in marching band and when I started teaching Broken Arrow, it was about just kind of, we marched from A to B. We played this phrase in music. And And marching bands evolved. And I think Broken Air is a contributor to that, that we keep um, trying to reinvent ourselves and then again also maybe reinvent the activity where now it's more of a, of a coordinated, almost Broadway production with, uh, with set pieces and chor- choreography and dance work as well as marching. So it's, it's certainly evolved and changed over the years. Well, what you guys do is an art. Because when you watch that show, it's amazing the intricateness
0: of all that. So it's definitely, like you said, it's like a show. It's an event. It truly is. So with that, students have a lot of discipline that go into that. How do you teach and enforce the kids to have the discipline, not only to learn the music and learn everything, but also to kind of, for lack of a better word, to have the pride to like take ownership of something like that?
2: Well, we hold all of our students to an incredibly high standard, and it's not an option not to rise to that standard. And I think that's One of our secrets to our success, and we're just we demand excellence from them, and they want to be excellent, and we help guide them to show them what it takes to be at that level.
0: So, with that, like, do a lot of your kids also have kind of that tandem of excelling academically as well as being very good in their fine arts? Like, do you guys kind of keep that congruent with each other? Well, they
1: have to be highly motivated because there's an eligibility component that we have to do, you have to be passing all your classes to perform in the competitive environment. So, you know, there's some external motivation, you know, for, for students to not only excel academically, but research does show that students that are involved in music, um, score higher on standardized tests and, uh, and, and have, a, a greater wealth of background and knowledge, uh, to, to participate in, in whatever the academic background they, they, they choose to do. But music seems to be the common core, um, to for those students to excel so walk me through a typical marching
0: season when, when does it start
1: well you guys season, are always going though right <laughs> at, at, at some level people wonder like when's our off season yeah <laughs> because in the band world there never is an off, off right season because right once marching band season will conclude at, at grand national championships we're immediately like the next week doing concerts uh and concert right. band um, we develop into chamber ensembles, different different concert bands across the 9 through 12 uh, students. Um, we have an indoor percussion. We do winter training with the color guards. So at some level, there's uh, something going on that is another facet of our program to to showcase. But it's always hand-in-hand uh, hand, that the marching band helps train our students to be better musicians. We train our student musicians through the spring, and their concert ensembles also helps refine their skills to get back into marching season. Now we do, we select the, the, the year's marching band, um, through auditions, uh, which were a volunteer marching band, which is roughly how many kids? It's roughly 300. Woo. That's, that's a, lot. a lot. That's a lot of people. That's that are a lot, yes. <laughs> but that audition process happens late spring. Um, and the audition is more about placement into the ensemble rather than restriction of, of membership. Um, And then we meet periodically through the summer, mostly for conditioning and training and building skills throughout the summer. The last week of July is when we really began band camp. um, And that's where we begin really learning show, learning music, uh, learning drill. um, And that carries across through the fall season. So there's all kinds of competitions along the way,
0: right? For the marching season, you guys have different invitationals you either host or go to. Is that correct?
1: Well, that's typical. Um, you hear um, in the band world, it's bandtober. Um, <laughs> October is I've re- never heard that before. That's fantastic. October <laughs> is where all these events really um, start. Start the uh, the competitive season. The first weekend in October every year in Broken Arrow is when we host our Broken Arrow Invitational, um, and uh, we actually have a Broken Arrow Invitational for the twenty twenty two season. Um, that How many bands? Um, there is, I think, there is what. 10, 12 bands going to be here this year uh, that come to the Broken Air Invitational. Um, we have a world-class adjudication panel that comes in to provide feedback and scoring for those invitational bands. And then the Broken Air Band, we would do a uh, exhibition at that, and it gives us an opportunity to kind of do a preview of our competitive program to our adjudication panel. That's a nationwide panel. gives us excellent feedback as we continue to develop through the fall season. And that kind of goes into the regional championships for Bands of America. We go to the St. Louis Super Regional. So there's multiple ones, multiple I regionals? I think there's over 20 that they host um, Good night. Through, the, through late September and October. Uh, multiple sites. Um, it's about
2: four every weekend.
1: For wow. Weekends, yeah, you name it. Wow. And how about how many bands descend upon uh, each Super Regional? A super regional is typically around what 60 to 70 bands. Um, It's yeah, it's you talk about mechanics and a sea of buses and trucks when you arrive. It's a
0: lot of logistics to keep in a row, especially just for your own 300 kids. My goodness, you guys are like world class logistical human beings. I love Bantober. I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. Um, let's talk about this marching season. I don't want you to give away anything, of course, because, you know, we all want to see it in its glory. But how's this marching season in the show? How's it, how's it developing? Well,
1: I'll jump in and, and let Kelly. <laughs> I want to hear that. everything from Kelly. All the Kelly, all the time. <laughs> the, the program we've picked is something very striking and very different from what we did last year. That That's what we'll give away so far. Nice. Um, and at some levels, I think this is probably the most physical program that we've ever selected that asks a lot physically and, and musically the performers. And we've had growing pains to to get used to those <laughs> physical attributes. And to be honest, in the last, what, week and a half, Dr. Pence, the, the kids, it's like they, they were finally grasping um, where – where You can see the the emerging proficiency in what they're going to do, and you can tell how great this year's addition of the Pride Brokener is really going to be.
2: There's always a turning point in September. Are they going to get it? How well are they going to get it? Um, and, and we've had that. In the past couple of weeks, they've really stepped up. They've really started to show that they're hungry, that they want it, and that it, they're, they're going to make it happen. We're giving them a great product, and they're going to realize it. I always tell them they're the X factor. We'll always give them the best product, The only X factor to to pride is how well are they going to achieve it? And they've really started to step up.
0: And I'm sure there's some kids that were on last year's Grand National group that were like hungry for it again. And does that
1: drive any kind of competitive spirit in them? I'm sure it's easy for every starting group just to remember how they ended the previous year. And that's not how band works. Right. You start over from scratch every single year. Yeah. New show, new everything. Yeah. And like Nick Saban for the great football coach for the university of Alabama, he always says there is no shortcut to excellence. You have to start over every year. You have to start over with the basics and the fundamentals. And while that may not be the most glamorous thing to work on all the time, (laughs) fundamentals, right. It's at to, to be proficient, to be able to to, uh, perform at the highest, highest of level. And that's a process every single year. And, uh, this year's group is definitely, um, Taking that process to heart, and we're growing. We have to grow each year, just like our tiger football team. Um, you know, last year's leaders aren't aren't a part of the group any longer, and a new set of leaders have to step in and wear that crown uh, for the year for their senior year. And that's a process every single year. And it and our seniors this year are really growing into that role to be those those leaders that they envision themselves being. So this is kind of a philosophical question. So
0: you know, put on your philosophical hat about the importance of all this discipline in a, in a student's life beyond when they leave this place, how how much do you think that, that ingrains and stays with them when they leave knowing what the pride has
1: instilled in them? Well, it depends how long this podcast really is. (laughs) This is what we're all about really, you know, marching and music and excellence in those areas are certainly important, but as teachers and as their directors, we care far more about just doing things the right way, becoming first-class uh, human beings, uh, caring about others, learning life skills of time management, um, conflict resolution. Um, we're we're not always going to get along, but how do we we get through those those moments that of adversity? Um, that's important uh, life skills that that are are we hope that our members carry with them far beyond. high school years, Um, I'll tell you that probably one of the most proud things and most gratifying things in the job is to receive uh, a a contact from our alumni, and they will give us uh, uh, snippets and and stories of their life of what they've been able to achieve um, through their time in the band program. And I'm going to throw it to Dr. Kelly Pence. She's actually kind of capitalized on that this year. Um, to, so that we can get out that word of what are these life skills that, that our students can, can share back with us. What are you doing? Tell us, please.
2: Well, one of the things we like to say is that life is an audition and how you do anything is how you do everything. And so those are the things that we like to, to teach our students and, and take with them for their, the rest of their lives and how this striving for excellence can impact them in their future. And so we've started a new series, very, very new. It's called Investing in Our Future. And what we're seeking is for any alumni to send us a two to three minute video of just how what they have learned in pride or in band has impacted their life. We've gotten several videos back already. Um, It's really great information. Uh, One was saying that once you've tasted excellence, you want it in every aspect of your life. You want it in your job. You want it in your relationships. You want it in your hobbies. You want it in the friends that you keep. And once you've tasted it, that's what you want. You want it in your marriage And so we hope that kids can take this and, and they seek excellence in everything in their lives so that they can have the best life possible.
0: So you guys have thrown me. I didn't think you, you got so philosophical. I'm loving every minute of it. I thought, Oh, this might be hard to pull that out of you, but it's, it's in it. It's in you guys every day. This is,
2: this is far more important than the right notes and rhythms. And we care a lot about those, but this is far more important. And this is what we do.
0: Awesome. So let's talk about the future of pride and, and marching band in general, like, what, what do you see for Broken Arrow in the next five, ten years, especially as you're transitioning to a new role in your
1: life and career? Well, that's – I mean, that's something that we think about all the time. Um, we're already planning multiple years in advance, and that's just what it takes to to run, I think, a, a, a well-rounded and creative program and at the highest level. Um, but there's no signs – with our future of what we have with our younger students and the investment that our band director team is making to to build energy and the post-COVID kind of interruptions that we had to rebuild some of those lost skills that we had with younger kids so that we're set up for years and years and years to come. Um, the design process, it never stops. Um, we're always trying to reinvent ourselves and not rest and, and do a show that would be totally expected i think broken arrow when it comes to the show designs every year i think uh, that the audience uh, they want to know like what's it what's it going to be this year because we expect something creative and very different but with every single show you've seen with broken Arrow in, in the past years and you'll see in the future it's still going to have an identity that makes it very broken arrow and it's about that branding which is what i'm all about you guys are excellent at that in your
0: craft what about you what about future for you
2: well, since the future is on on my shoulders, it is a heavy weight. Uh, when you're no, at
0: no hard, no <laughs> nothing, yeah, yeah, no stress there.
2: When you're at Broken Arrow, it is very difficult to do something that hasn't already been done because we have been fortunate enough to be so successful and accomplished in in a lot that we have done. So that that's hard to do. One, we'll, we'll have to keep the standard. The standard we'll have to keep. Um, we're going to continue to try to improve. Our goal with marching band every year is to be better than we were the year before. No matter how good it was, we're going to continue to try to be better, and we're going to keep that. Another thing people, some people don't realize is because the marching band is the most visible aspect of our program, it's certainly not the only thing that we do. We do a whole lot more. And so we're going to try to put some more energy and efforts into those things, creating new things like Club 78, which we have just started with our middle school 7th and 8th graders, which is an after-school program every Monday. If you haven't joined, it's not too late to sign up. And we're going to do some of those things. Indoor percussion is really starting to take off. We've got some other middle school avenues that we're trying to, to pursue and really let them shine as well. So it's not the, nothing will happen with the pride. The pride should be what it has been for decades and will continue to be the, the crown jewel of broken arrow. And we're going to try to create more.
0: Well, and that's important to recruit from the younger kids and get them interested because they are your pride of tomorrow. So that's great. The Club 78 thing is fantastic. Love that. Well, we're going to wrap up here. Is there anything y'all want to add as, as we come to the conclusion of our podcast today?
1: Well, for any events that the band hosts or any any of our events across the fine arts, um, we want to celebrate kids. We want the public to become invested in, in their community and anytime it's a if it's a nominal fee for an event, whether it's a, the fall play or uh, coming to a open rehearsal or the BAI to see the Pride of Broken Hair perform, we want to see as many of our patrons uh, locally as possible uh, to to really show our appreciation for the hard work that our students uh, give because they give so much um, to get what they get in return, and and that's that's. Uh, something that's very important for us as a community is to cont- not forget to show the port to those students, to the kids. Very good. Very good. Dr. Pence?
2: Can't say it any better than that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us on It's Fine, an official podcast with the Aerovision Vision Network. Uh, Darren Davis, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Dr. Pence, appreciate you much. I'm Adam J. Foreman. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.